is Hard Parker brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota, Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finney. Coming up on today's show, Mr. Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock. He is here in studio. It's been a long time since I've had an in-studio guest. It is my pleasure. Dwayne, not The Rock, Johnson, Jupiter Fish on Instagram. Longtime friend of mine, 20 years. Welcome officially to the Hard Parking Studios. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here on a mic that uh, sounds good. AirPods are not that great. So what happened the last time you were telling me the story that uh, we recorded over the phone? I thought I was the man. I had some AirPods. I thought, ah, it'll be fine, you know. And and I'm with my wife and child riding up uh, up north in Michigan and listening to podcasts, and my voice is bouncing around like Woody the Woodpecker. So I was like, eh, there's a difference. There's a difference. So I get it now. I see your setup here, so I feel like I'm in a studio for sure. So. You are in a studio, a makeshift studio. Yeah, it's still a studio, though. You got lights and arms and mics. They got wires hanging off them. It's just, this is this is legit. This is legit. A lot I'm, of this I'm is impressed. made possible by my patrons. And, of course, those of you who listen that don't actually financially support the show, you make me feel better by listening to the show, and it kind of makes me, you know, gives me more energy to keep keep going. It's that motivation, like, come on, you can do it. One day you're going to win. We're winning already. So we went to Monterey it. Car Week, man. What was your, you know, I've gone a few times. Um, you were probably my eighth choice. That's all right. Maybe ninth choice because nobody else either A, wanted to go with me <laughs> or could go. And I was like, who the fuck? So yeah, let me call like fish, fish up and see if Fish can go. So, you know, how did your how did your first official Monterey Car Week go? Uh, pretty good. I remember when you called, I was uh, up north. My wife was standing next to me and you're like, hey, you want to go to Monterey? And immediately my brain went to... Okay, getting to California, da da da, COVID uh, flights, you know. So I started the planning process, but immediately I started thinking about the event itself, and I was like, "Wow, it's kind of hard to say no to that." So it's kind of like a either you're getting in or you're not type thing. So I uh, jumped on the opportunity, and uh, it was a great time. It exceeded my expectations. Tell us about your first experience on the way to Monterey. I think everybody that f- has on multiple flights or flies a lot has been in a situation where you're looking at it's almost like you're playing duck duck goose with the people that are sitting there waiting and you're like oh i hope i don't have to sit by that person Hmm. and you know as it happens uh i ended up i go to get out of my seat and i'm counting the rows down and i'm you know against the window i know that and as sure as i'm counting down the seats it's like the people we were kind of referencing in the beginning uh, I ended up sitting next to him. So um, immediately we engage in conversation as we're waiting the taxi and do all that stuff. And uh, I got to admit, I'm the first person, like I know a lot about cars and general, general information, but not the people behind them. I mean, I couldn't tell you who designs Ferraris or definitely couldn't pick out somebody that, that designs Porsches or whatever, you know. But um, so as we're sitting down, we're getting ready to take off and, I'm engaging conversation with this person and, you know, they, they're really chatty and we start talking about different things and they're asking me about Car Week and Monterey and um, I asked them if this is their first time going and I said, no, you know, my husband passed away and they're honoring him uh, and so I'm coming out to get an award and I thought, wow, that's, that's kind of a big deal, you know, I mean, Ford Motor Company is doing this. Um, I don't think they do that for everybody. Mm-hmm. So she initially tells me her name and tells me her name is Pat. And so Pat and I start talking and I let her know that I'm an architect and we're doing, you know, then we're talking about architecture for the next 45 minutes. So we're having this conversation to the point where you've been on a plane and you're talking to somebody and you feel like it's rude if you put your headphones on and kind of shut right, them out. we've all been there. So the conversation is continuing on and, and the person that's with her is kind of adding to it who's on the other side of the aisle and I'm sitting on the window. Her hype, her hype <laughs> chick. Yeah, so we're sitting here talking and we're talking and laughing. The, this turns into like a two-hour conversation. So um, right when we get ready to land, we get into Monterey and um, she tells me her name. And so I'm texting Jay, he's sitting behind me, and I'm like, Hey, I just had that's a, me. I'm like, Hey, I just had a, a great conversation with Pat. And, and I'm like, LOL, that's her name? Because you know, we saw her sitting down. We're like, ah, oh, look at that, you know, the lady right there. 
And I'm like, yeah, Pat. And then I go to type the last name and I just butcher it. Like, you know, between. Let me, let me tell you, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me go to exactly how you spelt it. I was, I was thinking of visually how it would look. And then with Apple autocorrect. I go, is that her name? LOL. Yes. B-O space in uppercase N-N-E-R-A small X racing school. So, yeah, she tells me she runs a racing school. Her husband did, her late husband. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I remember when we were out here at the auctions, I remember seeing one of the cars and it had an X on it. So I thought, I don't know, maybe the house just spells her last name. I don't know what fuck car you're looking at. <laughs> I remember seeing their logo with an X on it. So anyway, her last name is, I want to say Bondurant, but it's not that. Bondurant. 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 So Anyway, so she she gets off the plane and Jay's kind of following me out and I kind of wait for him. I'm getting my luggage and he's like, dude, is that? That's Pat Bondurant. He goes, yeah, yeah, racing school. I don't know nothing about it. I go, that's Bob Bondurant. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the Le Mans winners. They got they're a huge deal out here, which I understand you don't know. I didn't know about him when I moved out here nine years ago. Yeah. And she mentioned Ford versus Ferrari. I've seen the movie, but. I remember it was like uh, Matt Damon, so I don't know who he was. But right. I knew Matt Damon was in it. Yeah. And, you know uh, Matt Damon, who's Carol Shelby, you know, but yeah, Bondurant was in there, but he wasn't type of deal. Yeah. So long story short, she tells me, hey, you know, look me up when you get into town, you know, whatever you guys are doing, if you're going to be at the Quail or whatever, you know, I'll be around. So I thought, so she's telling me about, I don't really feel comfortable talking about because I'm not sure if, how much she wants out there. And I'm sure this is going to get heard worldwide. So, of course. Yeah, enough to tell a complete stranger on the plane. But, you know, it's it's funny, though, because it's like, and you see this in airports all the time. People will tell complete strangers their yes. whole life story because there's there's nothing to worry about. Right. I'm, I'm from out of town. I don't know anything about racing, racing schools, let alone any desire to race. I'm going out to Monterey for the first time, so she must have felt really comfortable. So... And she's very genuine. So I thought, okay, well, you know, when people tell you stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, look mm-hmm. me up, you know, you're kind of like, all right, well, I mean, if I see you, you're probably not going to remember me anyway, especially if you're going to an awards dinner with 100 especially people. If especially if you're Pat Bondurant and you should right. be on a private jet anyway. Correct. We did talk about that. <laughs> and so we talked about scuffing up Louis luggage and the car things. But um, so anyway, so we get off the plane. We, Jay and I go to the Acura event, which was amazing. Um, It was. That was uh, quite the soiree, I would say. DJ was great. Uh, The unveiling of the vehicles were great. The people were great. It was, I really had a, I was going into it trying to kind of dress and play the background because I didn't know anybody. And sometimes you go to those events and you're like, you're a plus one for somebody that knows everybody. So either that person, you really rely on that person to either introduce you and bring you into the conversation or you just like, I don't know, I'm just going to chill out in the corner and listen to house music. So it was cool that you did a lot of introductions. I appreciate that. And a lot of cool down-to-earth people had some great conversations. And um, everybody there is really passionate about what they're doing moving forward. And it's a great time. I mean, did you have a great time? Food was good? Yeah, I had a good time. The food was good. Yep. Drinks. Drinks were good. Um, I didn't eat as much this weekend as normal, but before we go any further, you have a Cayenne, and it's kind of overlanded out. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Foil Online? Yeah, I I bought a Cayenne, and I lifted it, and had to get wheels and tires. I had no idea where to get tires, but I've done some research. But uh, for over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. I heard that once on your site, and I said, you know what? I'm going to give them a call. So check them out. Um, They are really great to deal with. Uh, They're dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any make and model on the road. I mean, even Cayenne's. So uh, their truck products cover everything and give you a truck custom look and added functionality so they got a configuration tool i went on there Mm -hmm. got some kenda cleavers and some nice wheels with the right offset to fit my vehicle and um, i hope they they have that there yeah but they carry all major brands of wheels so they should yeah so i mean you get outfitted today (laughs) if you want to so but uh it is a great place to go to get started or to uh, put a package together get them shipped to your house it's great 
How, how do you get to them? I typically go to uh, Four Wheel Online. That's four, number four, W-H-E-E-L-O-N-L-I-N-L-E.com. Or you can give them a call at 813-769-2451. Well done. You made it. Yeah, you know. That was a good job. I tried to manage it, you know, that's great. But you need truck parts. Go get it. Tires make a lot of noise. need truck parts. Go get it. Uh, This conversation is also sponsored by uh, the Cell Shop, an Arizona-based retailer that strives to be your destination of choice for wireless services, whether Arizona or Washington State. They're an authorized AT&T detailer, so give them... A shot at cell shop that C E L S H O P dot U S and get connected today. You know, you could tell who reads my my ads every week. Yeah, right. It's a little harder than no, uh, you do good, man. Because you're reading somebody else's shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when you say that, but yeah, everybody talks a little different. Like, but you know, as long as the point got across, four wheel online. Four wheel online. I think you did great. I think and I need some more tires. Listening thinking did great. So Monterey Car Week. So we do the Acura thing. Yep. Good, Good time. time. Suited and booted. People are so nice. The yep. executives, you know, um, John Arcada. Good guy. Awesome guy. VP Acura brand. He's walk up to him, approachable. That's one thing I love about. And they're not, they don't, first off, Acura doesn't pay me for this podcast. They don't even listen to this podcast. Absolutely. My Acura might. Connect doesn't listen to shit. <laughs> but, you know, they've been good to me and my people. I'd say so. Yeah, and they're so. very approachable. And I don't know too many car manufacturers where you can take an, an, an and I'm just a normal person. I really am. I'm not some million, three million, whatever YouTuber. You know, I'm not, not an actor. I'm Good not goals. none of that shit. There's, there's no reason for them to be as cool as they are. But you know that I think that's one car company where anyone can walk up at one of these events. You could just be anybody, and you can strike up a conversation with anybody from the brand. Yes. Like literally anybody from the brand and they will entertain that conversation for as long as you want. Yeah. We had a good time. I mean, um, we had a good uh, conversation about eighties and nineties Hondas. Why they passionate about it. Yeah. Why everybody was loving it. And and it was a good point about, you know, the, the design language that was being used back then was just far superior than everything else. And their vehicles were sleek and everybody wanted them. So then we go after that, we, we go hang out with Goldie. Oh man, that's like my little brother. Uh, ben and I met. He's uh, my neighbor. Well, he used to be my neighbor, probably. Yes, the Martin guy. Yeah, uh, probably twenty years ago, I met Ben. Uh, we moved into the same subdivision at the same time, and it was kind of a weird uh, meeting. I remember we we're both cutting our grass at the same time. We met at the edge of our lot, and I remember looking that's at some him. lady in the trans spaghetti shit. Yeah, and I, and I I stopped. I had to talk to him. We were three mm-hmm. feet away from each other. Right. And he had his nipple pierced, so I was like. <laughs> This is throwing a vibe. So I, <laughs> we ended up talking and he was super cool. He just graduated and he invited us over for a party, me and my wife. So we, we had just moved in and we didn't have any kids or anything. And so we go to this party and I'm looking around and it's all these kind of younger frat boys that are in their mm-hmm. early 20s. And my wife's looking at me like, why Why are we here? You know, we're in our 30s. And uh, so Ben finally comes up and he's asking some information. And he's like, hey, you know, when did you graduate? And I was like, oh, 92. He's like, uh, elementary school? And I was like, no, high school. And he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 32. And he's like, oh, man, we thought you guys were uh, like our age. young and cool. And yeah. Hip, he's like, we thought you were like 22. I'm, and I'm like. You look like chaperones right now. I'm thinking, so why would I buy a house at 22? I'd have been at the bar and buying tennis shoes. So, mm-hmm. uh, But we turned out to be really good friends. And um, he has since moved on to San Diego. And so he uh, hit me up once I told him that we were going to Monterey mm-hmm. and he said he was going to drive up with some of his buddies and their Aston Martins and all their good stuff. So they came up. So we ended up hooking up with them in the evening at uh, one of the hotels down there that had the, uh, the That's auction. That's the um, Portola. Yeah, yeah. They yeah had that's the, a major. They, so they had a Sotheby's. Sotheby's R. auction. Sotheby's, yeah. That was like their main place. location for it. So... I'm in there. We we meet them over there for drinks, and I'm telling them the story of meeting Pat, and they're kind of you know like, wow, that's cool. You know, of course they know who she is. And I guess I was the only person that didn't. And just as I'm telling the story, Pat walks in. So at this point, I'm thinking to myself, oh shit, there she is. So no, this was this was like 
somebody, this was like it was staged, and there was a, a producer standing <laughs> off mic to say, okay, Pat, go, 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 go. And so she walks in with her daughter, and I'm thinking, either she's going to remember me, or she's going to blow right by me and be like, I don't know who that guy is. So I have to either commit to introducing myself or calling her out. Or, uh, you know, so all this is going through my mind. And before I even say anything, she looks over and screams my name and comes and gives me the biggest hug. Well, she called you what? Did she say Dwayne or what did she She, she called me her roommate. Room, yeah. Because we were, that was our, our room, space, our little plane. exit row. Yeah, so we were roommates. And so she gives me a big hug. Her daughter gives me a hug. And we're sitting there. And I look over. And my friend Ben is looking at me like, holy shit. And you weren't lying. Had on, just to throw that in there. And so she's got her award that she just won. And she's coming back to the hotel because they were staying there. And so I introduced her to everybody. And she's genuinely interested. A beautiful person. Just really nice. And um, Try here on the pod. Took the time to talk to everybody and introduce herself. And she talked about what she was moving forward with, with the school and things like that, the driving school. And um, it, was just a, it was just a great uh, moment because I thought, you know, here's somebody that said, hey, you know, if you see me, don't be shy, say hi to me. And, and in those times when people tell you that and you're thinking like, oh. They don't mean it. Yeah, they don't mean they're it. Not, they're not going to see you again when they say Right. That. And, then, and then you see her less than, you know, 24 hours later and it's like, oh, this, she's not going to be. We weren't drinking you know, beers or anything on the plane. We were drinking ginger ale. But, um, but yeah, it was just a really funny moment. It was kind of like a full circle moment. And so we all kind of laughed about it and stuff. But what a great uh, start to Monterey Week. Uh, car week saw some great uh, cars downtown there is that carmel yeah so we went to carmel on saturday but friday we went to quail anybody so anybody east of the mississippi is going to call a carmel so just well just carmel that. is spelled different like caramel yeah, looks close enough you know carmel carmel i can see people calling it carmel but it's carmel valley yeah carmel carmel there's a few places i mispronounced and i can't spell quail for the life of me that's a difficult like every one. time I try to spell it, I fuck up. Like kind of looks like the bird every it's time. Like the little Q with the Q little head on it. Well, Q U I A L probably. Q U. I know that part. A I before A, I before E. Q U I A L Q U A. See, I don't know, but that's so one we, of those words you Google twice. We hung out with Goldie and his group. Fucking fantastic guys. Great group of guys, man. And we, their girls were cool too. But yeah. those guys were hilarious. Yeah, we got to get with them again. They are just. Ben Goldstein is a genuine person. Like I, I put levels to not only friendships, cool but the differences between acquaintances. He's a fun cat. He is somebody that if I needed to call on something for anything, he'd be there. And uh, I, I would do the same for him. But just I know because I know him, I know the people that he rolls with are similar to that. And that was just shown through. I mean, Those I, guys I couldn't, cutting on each other yeah, all night. I couldn't tell you the names. Funny. but. It's like a bunch of frat guys that get together. They're Seems just, like it, yeah. yeah, standing on an army base. They're probably playing fart jokes all night. So, right. But yeah, it was a good time. Great time. So there, there was, there was a McLaren F1 in the back room. Yep. The first time I ever saw McLaren was at that same spot, but it was outside, parked around the stanchions on the stage. This time it was the gray F40. F40, yeah. It was parked out there. You know what else I noticed when we were in that hotel? I kind of stuck my head into the little forbidden area back there mm -hmm. and security was approaching. I saw Jordans in like a case. Now, that's crazy. Any other time I would think, okay, maybe these are hand signed Michael Jordans. But when I'm seeing like, uh, I hate to, I'm going to chop this up with sneakerheads, but like anytime I'm seeing like blue and white Jordans, like the North Carolinas, mm -hmm. I know those aren't signed. I'm like, are you seriously? auctioning tennis shoes off that are just like not signed memorabilia. I mean, I know sneakers are getting really hard to get and just out of control, but I was surprised. I took a picture of it, but maybe Jordan signed them all. I don't know, but I doubt and, it. And I don't know if they were part of this weekend or not, because I know they, they, they push stuff through the auctions, but I also know that uh, there's like different styles of auctions. Yeah, too. there was different auctions for like parts and pieces and stuff, not just full cars, but like different things. So. so we get to the hotel Friday. We get up. You got to tell them about the the hotel, the butterfly. Oh my god! So the butterfly <laughs> in. So first off, and you guys have heard me burn about it a little bit. Monterey Car Week moved. They slid. They were a week earlier. So my original reservations were the 11th through the 14th. Now they had to be the 18th to the 20th, 18th to the 21st, 18th to the 19th. That's why I'm here. I didn't know <laughs> because my daughter's graduating from school. Except for 
like beauty school, beautician school, esthetician. But for some reason, she doesn't know when she graduated. So we were playing this game for two weeks. She goes, I'm not sure of the date. I said, well, can you ask? I don't know. I emailed him. I go, can you only access email at school (laughs) or at home on your iPad, your computer, your phone? So after I've canceled and rescheduled a hundred times, it's just like, oh, I'm not graduating until October. But by then I already had everything booked for the 10th time because every time I canceled and tried to reschedule, that room was no longer available. So I found this butterfly Inn, which is on, uh, it was in like Jurassic park. The trees were a thousand feet tall and all the bark was falling off. There's moss everywhere. I swear we slept in Louisiana. I just, I didn't, I've been to California all over the place. I just never seen moss on trees like that. Pacific Grove. So it's, it's in, it was on the west side of Pacific Grove, pretty much where all the roads ended in the in the the ocean started. But yeah, this room, super nice people to get at yeah. the front, right? Fresh coffee. Everything was pink. Everything was pink. Pinkish. Like a full blown bubblegum pink, like pink, pink. But this had to have been like a mid century home. It smelled like grandma's house. It reminded me of like a giant four square house that you would see like in Grand Rapids in the historic district. And they just put like thousands of layers of With paint. the Heritage Hill district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, but it was pink. It was bubblegum pink by choice because it had white trim too. So that was a design. So choice. we walk in and the first thing there is a sofa <laughs> facing, facing us covered in sheets. Which, to the right, there's a queen bed and a TV, like right the inside foot, the door, a crooked TV. At the yeah, and a fireplace. fireplace and a sign above one. the fireplace that says "Do not have a fire" because of the butterflies. Right, it kills butterflies. Directly in front of us was another bed, and to the left wall was a fireplace and another TV. It was the, a big square room. The bed, but it was one giant room. But the beds were ninety degrees to each other. So right. You know, it's kind of like if you're laying in a... Perpendicular. A, yeah, like a half side of a box or something. They they represented two of the four directions on a four-way stop. Yeah. Yeah, so north and east. And nobody wanted to go first. One of them exactly. stop signs. And so a picture of this. So if I lay on my bed and I look forward, I see a TV. And if you lay on your bed and look forward, you see a TV. So the TV sight lines are crossed 90 degrees. <laughs> I've never seen that. That's bizarre. I do architecture for a living. I've never and, seen and, that. And it's weird because it might know, be you, a new you, thing. Most but. hotel rooms, they're going to have two queen beds and they're long and narrow and you're used to them. Yeah. You're used to walking in and having those beds right next to each other. So it was just weird. It was much more space than you would typically get. Yeah. I, I mean, it did have closet space and we did have an additional fireplace that was plugged in. And there was a weird door. You open that up. And there's a door. Yeah. Of course, you got to open it. So I, I think it was in a closet, and I open it up, and there's a set of stairs that go up. There was like yeah. a hallway that went left, and then in front of that was some stairs. And it had light coming from it. So I, so I just put the chain back on the door and yeah, shut it. Yeah, put the chain on the door, shut the door. Nobody needs to I die. didn't even want to get like into some weird ghost stuff. I, I'm glad we didn't hear any weird pops and bangs in the middle of the night because it just would have freaked me out. So if you guys are interested, I picked up a Jeep Grand Cherokee. No, just a regular Cherokee. Big difference. Yes. So we were pushing around a Jeep Cherokee all weekend. And there's this thing because, well, my boy Alex was going to go. He was thinking about renting like a sports car or something. And True. I, it, it would have been cool to mob around in like a convertible R8, but mm. no one cares. Absolutely. Like it doesn't, it does not matter a Monterey car. We just get to where you're going. You might as well be Ubering yourself around in an right. Uber car because that's all you're doing is waiting in traffic to go somewhere. You're waiting in traffic. And once you get there, no one cares. Because unless you're unless you have a VIP parking pass and you're at a VIP event and your your car that you're driving is supposed to be displayed somewhere, it doesn't even matter. No one cares. Our Jeep was next to a Ferrari F50 on the grass. Pretty much, you know, <laughs> on so the we, grass. We so we so Acura, Acura hooked it up this year. They gave us a VIP uh, parking pass. Everybody who came with us, it wasn't just me. So we, there's like five passes they gave to our group. But we're pulling in. And we're we're driving. It's on a golf course, so we're so this is the quail. You're going over humps and mounds of grass. Yeah, so we're driving. And we're on the golf cart road, and then when we park, we we we're, we're literally parked next to a Ferrari five seventy five, which is the successor to the five fifty Marinella, but also in the parking grass with us. As Dwayne just said there were two F fifties, 
Yeah. There was a couple Paganis, actually. A couple Paganis. There was two singers right next to each other, almost the same Porsches. color. Who knows how many Rolls Royces, a Lamborghini Urises. The Urises are everywhere. There yeah. was the... Uh, McLaren F1. There was the... McLaren F1, the McLaren P1. McLaren P1 GTR, which looked ridiculously out of place sitting in the grass with slicks on. Uh, and just numerous beautiful examples of vehicles, like literally waiting to be door dinged by a, a Jeep. I mean, you could have kicked your by, by a Chrysler Pacifica. Like it was, it was literally, it wasn't it's like, okay, all thing. these, all these one and $2 million cars park here and everybody else park here. No, no, it was, you could park. I could have pulled up next to the Ferrari at 50. No one would, no one could Nobody reasonably complain. And it's crazy to think that either that means that you have so much money that you don't care. Like you'd park your 550 right up front next to a, at the Aldi's. Uh, and you don't care about door dings, like because it's just another car to you, or you just either don't care because you know you can get it fixed. I don't know, but I, I just well, no, can't imagine. It's Monterey Car Week. Yeah, maybe that's just part of the. That's what it is. Like everybody, it's just it's like it's pull it out. So hard to explain. Yeah, it, because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I was in the parking lot running around like an idiot taking pictures Everybody of cars does. for like 20 minutes so we go we go inside the quail tell us like what did you see at the quail what did you like about the quail we don't have to we don't have to uh chronicle every single step but like, what were your takeaways like what did you see at the quail that you liked what didn't you know, i like the what surprised you i like that well the first of all not knowing really how much the tickets cost and levels of entry so your mind kind of says well i don't know if i'm going to get there and i either going to be ropes around the cars or am I going to be able to walk up and touch the cars or there's certain areas I can't go that other people can go. I mean, usually that's... You could put your bare ass on a car. Now you'll probably get kicked out. Yeah, but I mean, you literally have full access. So I don't know what I paid for my ticket. Maybe people paid more. Maybe we all paid the same. So the tickets that we have, general admission, they're about $1,200 a piece. Okay, so I saw people with other color bracelets. I don't know if there was... Secret like, food booths underground or something you get no, to. No, there's like VIP. There's I wouldn't say VIP because there's nowhere else you can go, but maybe buyers or something. There's yeah. probably vendor bracelets. Hmm. Yeah, but I did see people with other colors. I thought, well, I don't know. I was yeah. just I was, was just like assuming there was like everything in the world, there was tier access that we were gonna have to deal with, but that wasn't the case. Walk in, grab a glass of champagne, and you know, lifestyles are rich and famous the whole way the rest of the Pretty day. Pretty much. Rich and beyond your mildest dreams, like well, the, the levels that I saw. It was almost like going into a room and thinking like, oh, I'm at the, I, I know it, in reality, you know, what rich people do with their money and all this stuff and what things cost. But then when you walk in there and you spend 20 minutes in there and you're looking at a Kona Sig and you're like, man, that's a beautiful car. Uh, oh, it's $2 million. And then you start wrapping your head around like all these cars. There's lots of two million dollar cars, right. like four million and six million. You're thinking like, I'd be happy to make that over in a lifetime, let alone spend it on one vehicle that I could ding in the parking lot. So when you start thinking about that and seeing helicopters take off all day, and it's it's there's a whole nother world of car culture that you don't get at Cars and Coffee on a Saturday morning, at, at least in Michigan. Um, and, it, and it's kind of awesome. It, it, you know, I could see where originally it was kind of, uh, it was kind of one of those things where you look at it like, man, I don't, you know, I thought I was doing all right, but I ain't doing all right. You know, I need right. to work harder and all this stuff. But then you kind of, I don't say you beat yourself up, but you kind of, kind of, you kind of judge yourself for a while and in, in what you do and what you thought was great and amazing. But as I reflected on on the plane today coming home, I thought, you know, what a great opportunity to level up or re-look at your life and say, hey, you know, if I really want to get a rough uh, vehicle, you know, the guy asked me. People don't know what you're talking about when you say rough. Oh, a Porsche. It was R-U-F. A, R-U-F, yep. yeah. There's custom right. builder, coach builder of uh, Porsche-style vehicles. Because where you're from in Michigan, you can go out the front door and get a rough car all day full of rust. Exactly. Like literally yeah. rough. Rough, uh, for two Fs. Well, yeah, R-O-U, <laughs> rough. <laughs> But uh, I was talking to the guy about it, and I knew all about this vehicle. I'm looking at this rough, and uh, he's like, "Hey," I said. I asked him. I said, "Hey, are you guys still taking orders?" Because I'm thinking they're closed. These things mm-hmm. have sold out. And he's like, "Oh no, let me go get a million. I was like, "Uh, no, no, I'm, I didn't bring my checkbook, <laughs> so I don't have half a million to drop today." But 
as I was thinking about it, it's like, I would want, I would want to aspire to be able to buy a vehicle there, you know? And so I took away a lot of inspiration from it. Um, it was great to see all the vehicles that you see in magazines or you see on TV and, and you, you don't really get to experience the 3d of it and to see them in person and, uh, you know, to be able to walk up to them and, and it was, it was, it was pretty amazing. Like, I mean, to see all those Paganis that they had there, I mean, those cars are already rare. It's not like you see a bunch of YouTubers driving them around and, and to see a bunch of them in person and how customizable they are with the leathers and finishes and stuff. It's pretty amazing that people are driving around and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I, I walked around and counted like 12 of them. Let's take a quick break for this word from Anchor. It's my voice, so you don't have to hit fast forward 30 seconds. They do that button. If you do 30 seconds twice and then back 10 <laughs> seconds twice, I think you'll be at the end of the commercial. All right, I forgot where we were. I think we were talking about the quail and about the food, right? What kind of foods did we have with the quail? Yeah, that was that was like? actually surprising. I thought I wanted steak, but we didn't get to the steak. Well, I I assume, and again, I was thinking that that would be one way they would figure out a way to tier your entry price to say, well, you only have access to this, uh, you know, these chicken fingers and stuff or whatever <laughs> over here. You know, not for twelve hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah, and thankfully, not just right. chicken fingers. I didn't, actually, I didn't even see any chicken fingers there. But there were fish and chips. There were fish and chips, and they were good with the uh, mushed peas and the uh, the, the little. You're What's you're that? into that weird, crazy, disgusting shit. Like I like mashed vegetables, peas, man. Mashed I like vegetables peas? in general. I like vegetables, so you got me uh, eating green beans. Those like we got green beans downstairs, and I just crack them out and eat them raw. Yeah, I like that. Not a but, lot though, because they're fucking disgusting. But. but I eat all vegetables. But uh, mashed peas, uh, that was actually pretty good. Uh, flavored pretty good. Uh, you know, to meet a broad crowd of flavor so spectrum. What what do you? Because as somebody like me who hates peas, mm-hmm. the thought of mashed peas is just fucking disgusting. But I would imagine you season them with something, and, and then, you know, they're palatable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, like, I will literally take a frozen bag of peas and microwave them in a steam bag and just eat those with a little lemon pepper on them. Jesus. And maybe a little lightly buttered, depending Insanity. on how my cholesterol level is for the week, uh, and eat a whole bag. Like, I just, I like vegetables like that. And so... Mushy peas, all they were is they literally just took peas that were frozen and then somebody hit them with a hammer and then they put a little salt on them. But they, it was pretty good. It was interesting. I, I know it's an English thing, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to go full money and try it. So, um, yeah, that was good. Uh, and then we did try some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you went around to the different areas, there was different food, which was nice. That was actually quite surprising because they were pretty lengthy menu items. It was, it's not like one or two things. It was like, each thing had seven unique items all the way down to a dessert and drink. As which, I say, yeah, each tent had their own unique cocktail. And as a non-drinker, I wouldn't know, but your opinion on the drinks, there were some things that you thought were uh, not very good. Yeah, so the last drink I had before they shut up shop was just like gin. It was Bombay. Like, Bombay is cheap. It's cheap gin. I don't care what anyone says. Pine needles, yeah. Yeah, it's really piney. It's piney. Um, real junipery. Technically. Yeah, yeah. Like straight um, bush. Yeah. House bush. But, you know, I got a flush reaction from that, of course. Uh, but there's another place I had some sort of a mixed drink. I forgot what they called it. It, it, a- it looked, oh, it was called uh, like something refresher, right? Oh, yeah. It had a cucumber in it. It had a, a lemon in it. But it had this ingredient that I'd never heard of. And it's like licorice based. So it kind of tastes like black licorice. It kind of numbs your tongue. And not Sambuca because that's that. the one. I was just going to say, it must, is it Sambuca? Nope. I've had that before. It was like as a, a non-drinker. Thing and it's five. Yeah, it wasn't, taste, it's it wasn't Sambuca, but it reminded face. me of Sambuca or uh, Lucid, which has absinthe in it. Yes. Lucid, I would drink. I would take a shot. It's disgusting. But it'll give you some wild yeah. dreams. And so for that, I would take a shot of it because I'm like, I'm still like a five-year-old. Like, I just want to have crazy dreams. Dream crazy stuff. Yeah. But this drink, this is where they had like the lamb kebabs over behind the Ferrari area. Where the mummy was. <laughs> You're going to hell for that. There's some old man there, and his mouth was like sunk in. Like, he had no he, lips. He had no business. His mouth outside. was just like perma open. Permanently totally open. Threw me off. Looked, walked around, looked lost, and this fool, <laughs> this motherfucker says, Yeah, check out that um, mummy. 
And I looked over at him and I could not stop laughing. I was like, come on, man. And I even to this there's morning I said that with, to Johnny. There. I go, hey, that there's a <laughs> there's a mummy behind you. The same Johnny guy. could not stop laughing. The same outfit. I swear to God, he was like an alien following me and like buckaroo bots. <laughs> right. But you know, but so I, I had a drink at that tent with the mummy. Oh my god. And uh that was not a good drink. And and sometimes they've had drinks that are almost like uh almost like old fashioned Manhattans. Like I like that style where you have like legit hard liquor that you yeah. know of. Um I think Bullet was there once. I don't drink Bullet products anymore, but they were there. They literally had like a bullet cart. It looked like a little stagecoat full of liquor. And they were yeah. like sponsoring it. Well, and the it. thing is too, I got some there were some non alcoholic drinks too, and again, refreshers because it was right. it was hot outside. And one of them had um lemonade what's like lemonade strawberry juice it sounded really refreshing and you, know, you know ice and a little bit of orange juice or something and the way the guy put it together it was like 90 percent lemon juice oh hell no and so i took a big swig of this and just turned my face inside out and i thought either the guy doesn't know how to make this or if this was the product the final product that it should have been this is not refreshing in the middle of the sunny day to drink straight lemon juice so I kind of ditched it, and I noticed when we were at the kebab place, you didn't finish your drink because it just I took like four sips. It and was it, almost undrinkable. But the people that just randomly came up to our table left their full drinks there. Yeah, they were in line behind me. Yeah, and I saw you guys talking. Yeah, and uh, she's like, "How is it?" I go, oh, "I don't." I and so don't. the drinks are free. So I mean, you, yeah. And you know. that's the, that's the thing. So we got to the table and we started eating, it, and then they left us, and I was drinking it because I don't like you know, wasting alcohol. Well, that's the thing. It's like, and I was like, wait, why am I, I'm not going to drink this. I don't like it. And I didn't pay $10, $20 for right, it. I right. I just put it down. That's, that's one of the only times I can remember ever wait, leaving a drink behind. And the other lady that I'll, came over, I was drunk. Yeah. Yeah. The lady that came over, she was walking away with hers and the lady came to pick up your drink to clear the table. And she gave her her full drink. And the girl kind of looked at her funny, like, Oh, you didn't want this. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, yeah, you're probably getting a lot of these dumped in the grass. What did you see at the quail car-wise that you just couldn't live without? Oh, gosh. Uh, and what did you see that just blew your mind? Because you see some cool shit in Michigan. You go to these shows and stuff like that. I think I think the, the biggest thing for me, because I'm an air-cooled Porsche person. I own an air-cooled Porsche. And that car, the the size of a car from the 90s, is something that you kind of have to get used to because it's small. You know, I can I can touch both windows with my elbows in it, and uh, at the same time, and um, to see like a Koenigsegg in person and look at it and say, I just kept catching myself like saying, "Man, that's a big car." You know, the Hennessy yeah. Venom, I think, is the new one they call it. It's a full. I mean, it's the size of an F one fifty pickup. It's wide. It's, I mean, it's just low to the ground. But just the overall size of a lot of the newer cars, I mean, they're they're big, bigger vehicles. But and you see those cars at other events. Yeah. I'm maybe, always blown away by the size. Maybe thing. not. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if you see a, a Koenigsegg. No. But, no we don't um, Michigan. For reference, for those of you movie buffs, remember Fast Five, which is the Fast and Furious where they steal the vault. At the very end, Ludacris has one. And then... Tyrese has one. The doors kind of flip up in a weird way, like they're yeah. getting ready to fly off. Yeah, in front and if of the you've car. seen the movie Need for Speed, there's one in there. I think like the main the main asshole has one. Yeah, but yeah. for I mean, but they're beautiful, well engineered like cars. Two or three million dollar cars. Yeah, but just the overall yeah. size of a lot of these supercars, it seems like they're getting bigger. Um, of course, as a Porsche person, uh, seeing a singer in person and the new turbo study that they did, the 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 quality of that car in person is so close to perfect. And I don't know if it's just because this is the only one that exists right now. And it's, it's almost like a prototype that, but just like the gaps of the doors and everything, it's just like the perfect car. It's almost, almost rendering level. Perfect. And so for those of you listening and trying to follow along, because a lot of these people have no idea what singer oh, I thought is, we had car what Kona people I thought we had is car people. On there here. are some car people on here, but we got to dumb it down. For oh, some gotcha. 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 Um, Cause they, they use this show to learn. Oh, true. True. They do. So singer okay. is a company that reimagines. Makes sewing machines and staplers. 
Oh, that's swing line. Everyone. Swing, yeah. But they do have Singer does have sewing machines. It's not yeah, the they same company. Some, they have some kitchen stuff too, right? Yeah, they do actually. Yeah. Uh, Singer is a company Coaster. that <laughs> that remakes, reimagines, as they say, uh, 9-11. So they take older 9-11s from the 90s and then they upgrade essentially everything, carbon fiber body panels and all this stuff. And they have their own way of molding the car to make it look more... Um, they put more, you know, curves on it and things like that. And they paint them. Yeah. They paint them. So if you didn't know. If you didn't know. if You wouldn't know. If you were a non-Porsche person and I drove up to a car meet and you're like, oh, nice 911, you wouldn't realize this car costs $900,000. Right. Because it's carbon fiber, everything, like all the body panels. But it's been painted. But it's, yeah, it's painted. So it's no exposed carbon fiber. It's really understated. But just to see that car in person and, and just the level of attention to detail on that, it's almost, to me, to have something like that would be almost undrivable because like, it would be a sin sure. to get it dirty or get a rock chip or I don't know how these people deal with it, but you know, they drive them. Um, but overall, in general, it's just the whole, and, and seeing a Pagani, Wyra, and, you know, latest models in person and just seeing how ornate it is. It's just, it was just a huge, huge swing of... Um, the types of cars there. So you have cars that are three, four million dollars. And then you've got a car that some guy is making that's beautiful. Maybe he's taken and redone an Alfa Romeo that was a ten thousand dollar car and made it a fifty thousand dollar car. And they're all beautiful in their own way. But um just just in general, the the variety of vehicles there. But for the new cars and all these new hypercars, I just don't know where they're going next. I mean it's just, I mean, they're like it's, rocket ships already. So, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a great takeaway, and um, just people watching too. I mean, that that's great. Remember the Lincoln? It was like a rolling living room. It opened up like a clamshell. It, it had no steering wheel in it. It basically had two yeah. chase lounges or love seats facing each other. It's a fully it's 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 pitching out a fully automated future to where. Almost like a carnival ride where you get in the car, you tell it where you want to go, and you just sit back and relax. Yeah. I don't think I'll be around when that comes out. Or I don't want to be any part of it. It feels like that. it's 20 years. It feels like something that's not actually going to happen. I think if people keep running into things and crashing, they'll they'll sell it as a safe way for you to get to wherever, you're, you know, God forbid they can get the money to put the infrastructure in to drive something like that around that, you know, that can deal with stop signs and things like that ever get that far into the future where we're just riding around in couches um like the movie with the little robot i robot no no so cartoon wally wally yeah if we ever get to that point in our lives at least in my lifetime everybody was fat in that movie too by the way yeah we're kind of getting there yeah everyone's yeah. fat because it was it was picturing the future right where you got People got everything they wanted. You didn't have to lift your finger for anything. Because the robots did it. The robots and automation did everything. And we're getting to that we're point. We're getting to that point now. Automation is taking over. They got those little robot dogs coming. They're doing backflips and stuff now. But um, yeah, just I, I, I guess I can't wrap my head around that being like an option for like, oh, I'm gonna buy, hmm, I'm gonna buy a 911 or I'm gonna buy this Lincoln that has a couch in it and it doesn't even have a steering wheel. You know, just but it's it's good to think about that future. But to me, it's almost like Star Wars. Like I'd see Darth Vader picking that up because it's just like it's so far in the future that you know maybe put it on a hoth or something. Well, no, 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 no. Star Wars was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But isn't that like future forward? I don't know, man. It, uh, it, hey, it's documented. Hey. It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I know there's some YouTube people that probably will explain Fish. how that happened in Long the last 200 ago. years ago. So that was a quail. Yeah, that was awesome. The, the quail was really cool. Uh, again, it's one of the premium events. Not the only one, but it's one of the premium events at Monterey Car Week. Uh, the tickets used to be $900. The only way you could typically get a ticket is through corporate relationships. If you had FU money and knew the right people, or you enter into the, the ticket lottery... We have an opportunity to buy a ticket. And in years past, it's been like a $900 ticket. This year and last year, it was easily over $1,000. So I wasn't swinging that kind of money. I would almost do it at least once. Definitely worth it. If you like cars, like really expensive cars, and 
access, there really is no replacement now. There were no Hellcats there. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. So today is Saturday. Tomorrow's Sunday. Tomorrow they have Pebble Beach. And that's kind of a white glovesy event, too. And those tickets are very expensive. I've never been to Pebble Beach, but a lot of the cars at Pebble Beach were also at Quail. Yeah, but I... I and, they're gonna, they're, and a lot of them are exotics on Broadway, which we did not get to, which Johnny Balenci was on here a few weeks ago. We ran out of time. Yeah. That's one thing about Monterey Car Week. There's just so many things to do. But we did see him, just like we said on the podcast. Dwayne and I was rolling to the hotel Literally. first day. Literally. We're looking Don't at wait. a BMW. We start talking about BMWs. The grills in particular. Yeah. And I was it like, it's like, like Skeletor. The big, it's like the Beaver Grill. Skeletor. Fuel run. Yeah. And we look at it a couple times. And then we get to a stoplight. And I look over and Amy Shackelford. So those of you who follow that, she's driving. I go, oh, shit, there's Amy and Johnny in the passenger seat right now. So I did see Johnny. But I did not link up with them while they were eating, and I, we did not make it over to Isaacs on Broadway. But Saturday, which is today, yep. we get up. Morning. We go to a Cars and Coffee. Johnny comes down. Yep, good friend. Uh, C10, Outlaw Nation. He drives a yep. box C10, and he loves them boxes. And uh, Some cool cars and cars. There was a bedazzled... 458 Ferrari. It had a bunch of tiny little like diamond beads all over it. it was terribly applied. There that seams, shit was ugly. It was seems. I thought everywhere. it was just a dirty ass car. The crystals were too small to make a point. Yeah, they were. It's, they were definitely not uh, it, BS I quality. Mean, it was just they were like not even close to Swarovski. Right, close. Right, that was not. <laughs> that's not what they were doing, but. And that Cars and Coffee, it was okay. But, I mean, we're, we're going to Cars and Coffee after Quail, after walking yeah, it's around. It's hard. Carnel. It's hard to when you're looking at Koenigseggs and, right. and Hennessy Venoms and Gunther Works cars and just Pagani's. Two million cars. Yeah, all day. But we walk across the street, and there's the Concours de Le Mans, which is yes. a car show full of lemons, lemon cars. Bad and cars. Worst car wins. That was attitude. pretty fucking cool because there was like a lot of one-offs, a lot of pieces of shit. Peaks. There was a lot of YouTubers walking around. Like like Dwayne was calling these people out all day. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. I don't even, I watch YouTube a lot. Like 90% of my TV watching is YouTube premium with no ads. But I'm a data collector. So I, right. I you know, I'm mentally like, if I want to learn how to do trim in a house, I'm going to watch 50 hours of YouTube trim. But so I do watch some car videos, not a lot, and, and car YouTubers, of course, Doug DeMiro, you know, does reviews on cars and straight pipes, you know, for reviews on cars. But um, I have watched Tavarish, who's a YouTuber. So that, what's the name of his show? Because we were rolling around with him this morning. I want to say, God, it's You're like, that's Tavarish. Uh, I said, who? Yeah, he does. It's, uh, damn, I can't think of it. It's, it's Wrench Every Day or something like that. But he's a guy that started out buying salvage cars and cars that were tore up and he'd fix them in his garage and say, look what I did. I put it back together and it works great. And um, he became really popular. He bought a crash or it was a fire, a gas fire burn Gallardo. And he took the motor apart, twin turboed it and um, kind of blew up YouTube with that, kind of went viral. And then, of course, he stuck to that formula. So now he, he bought a... Uh, a McLaren, like something 20, 520, 620, And like the carbon fiber tub was destroyed and the, the chassis parts were all broken up and it came in a box and he put this car back together without the help of McLaren because they wouldn't help him because it was a salvage title. And so that was a big part of his last couple year or two of putting this McLaren together and a lot of his followers followed that. So he was there. Um, and then Ed Bolian, they're doing this car trek thing. Ed Bolian is car Vin, trek is what it was. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So Ed Bolian is the Vinwicky guy. If you yeah, don't Vin know, Wiki the, you know, was there the car stories. Um, and then Hoovy's Garage. That was the third person that makes up this car trek series they're doing on YouTube. Yeah. And so I watched the first. And it's kind of funny. It's kind of like a slapstick version of uh, Top Gear, the, the TV show that used to be on. So they go around and they, they you know, oh, we're going to pick the best salvage car under $50,000. And they get a bunch of random cars and they beat on them until they fall apart and everybody laughs about it. But they were actually there. So I was surprised. This is the first time I really ran into somebody. You know, you know how to deal with YouTubers sometimes because they're kind of famous, but they're really not. 
So but you're people kinda, knew who they were. So yeah, I hear yeah, you. They're yeah. diff- it's a different. You don't know if they're going to be assholes. It's or, a different type of fame. In fact, one guy. <laughs> I saw it when he got done. He got done um, in he front of the camera, car, and yeah. I was watching him like, "Wow, he's really good at this." As soon as he got done, like the look on his face, his whole personality changed. And some yeah. old man was standing there, and he looked at me. He goes, "Hey, man." I'm really a big fan of your YouTube show. And he kind of looked at the old man and just looked away and started talking to the guy filming. I was like, God, what a dick. Fucking Brad Pitt. Like, you have to say. Brad Pitt wouldn't do that. You have to say, hey, man, thanks. I appreciate it. You got to. Yeah, I mean, you're there. I mean, by all means, if Brad Pitt wants to be an asshole, I think he's. It wasn't right. Brad Pitt. I don't know what the fuck Dwayne's talking well, about. My point is, is that if he was Brad Pitt. You could you expect to. you could say that yeah he's earned the right to be an asshole but a YouTuber like literally lives off views and yeah, fans yeah. so it's a hundred percent fan driven. Which by the way, Brad Pitt was rumored to be at the Quill and he probably was because usually they have like an hour where the super celebs can come in and, in the morning and so if he was there and honestly sometimes there's just people walking around during the day that are super celebs. It's like a seven foot tall. I think it was. Uh, Djokovic. Yep. I think it was um, I don't the know MVP. Yep. Yeah. He was definitely, if he didn't play basketball, he was servicing light poles. I mean, this guy was massive. But uh, yeah, people watching was great there too. But yeah, the uh, the Lemons thing was great. There was a bunch of crazy cars there. Nikola Jokic. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Wayne Carini was there from Chasing Classic Cars. So it was kind of interesting to see these people. They're always shorter than you realize. Like you never TV. know until you see them, right? Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's a dwarf too. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was it was kind of cool, and there was it was very um, festive and lighthearted, and even the people on the microphone doing announcements were were great. So that was a great event that was packed, literally, uh, for just a handful of cars uh, that were terrible. But it was it was a great turnout as far as I could see um, for something that was kind of off the beaten path. That was pretty nuts. Um, so after that, we yeah. go to Laguna Seca. And so we had to make the we were running out of time. We had the plenty catch. So it was like, okay, do you go to Laguna? Do you go to Exotics on Broadway? I told Johnny, and then actually, uh, Amy Shackelford ran into us at the Quail. Yeah, she was. And I was unexpected about. because I don't really know her. I know Johnny, but I don't really know her. I've seen her, and she sees me, and we hey, and I comment on some of her posts, and she, you know, comments back. But I get this, you know, you know, chicks kind of backhand you with their hand when they're going past you, like, hey, you like didn't see the, me on the arm, yeah, like, hey, and I was like, oh, oh it's Amy, and it's like the first time I've ever even talked to her. Yeah, no, she was getting but that me was business, super but... fucking cool. Yeah, she was telling us about what was coming and all that, and um, it was anticipated. But when we had to make the decision between going to that. And going to Laguna Seca, Laguna Seca was having uh, vintage Le Mans cars and other cars yep. running full speed today on the track. And I've never been to a racetrack outside of Michigan, which are mostly small, you know, things you can rent out for the day. I've been done track days with friends and stuff like that, but nothing to this caliber. And and I'm not somebody that I would consider a, a race fan. Mm. Uh, but yeah, because the, the main number say he's a car guy. But so I'm, going back to the beginning of the podcast, talking about sitting next to Pat Bondurant, I didn't even know who what Bondurant was because I'm not a car racing historian either until I moved to Arizona. I watched the 24-hour right. war, which was Adam Carolla and, um, shout and Matt Yoderator. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Shout out to Adam. Adam. Yeah, yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't even know. And I'm a car guy. So it's just yeah. like... You have people who love different things. Basically, what I'm saying. Yeah, and we and we've talked to some people that were at the event and we went out to dinner the other night. And some people are just into like the the whole process of making mm-hmm. a car, like the designers and yeah. the engineers that worked on the, the motor and all that stuff. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't care, but I just don't get that deep. Mm-hmm. It's like I like cars and I like cars in general, I like all types of cars. But um, you know, I've got affinity towards Porsche, so. When we started talking about some of the vintage racing stuff that was going on at uh, at Laguna Seca, it was like, "Yeah, let's go check it out." And um, wow, what I was, I was like a kid in a candy shop there. All the vehicles there, and the noises, and you met know. up with uh, Eric Pasha. Yeah, shout out Last Air. Shout out to uh, Last Air Brand. 
And uh, yeah, it was a good time. I mean, it was it was great to be there with Eric because he had the knowledge. Oh, he loves that shit. And he was like, oh man, this is the racing pig, flying pig car that won the Le Mans in 87. And the racer is Jim Studebaker. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And take a picture. <laughs> right. I'm not going to remember that shit. I know but it's a dope I know cars shit. from Gran Turismo. Yeah, and that was the big part right. of today for me because I've raced Laguna Seca on Gran Turismo because it's got that famous thing where you're going too fast, you hit the little bump, and then boom, you slam right into the wall. Corkscrew. Yeah, and then you up. fall down the corkscrew. Um, it was amazing to see that in person and to really understand the change of an elevation in that track is is just crazy. And to see the cars going around it and some of those older cars that have no business going over 30 miles an hour just flying up and down that track, it was it's pretty cool. So what was your favorite car this weekend? Through the whole thing, like Laguna so, Seca, everything. Let's, let's break it up because it's not really a fair question. Yeah, yeah. So what was your, what was your favorite car at uh, at the racetrack, Laguna Seca? What was your favorite car at the Quail? And was there a car outside of either? You know, because this weekend is broken up into so many different events. Yeah. Some have more access than others. So yeah. for a lot of people, like the, the photographers, the, I don't know. The craze chasers. <laughs> the car spotters, yeah. <laughs> the car spotters that, you know, they go to Exotics on Broadway, and there's stuff on Exotics on Broadway oh that weren't God. on any of the other events. But, you know, their highlights, they're going to they're, they're go to Exotics. a billion Apple iPhone yeah. pictures You're going to have to go to Carmel afternoon. because most of those guys aren't getting into – the track wasn't that expensive. Today it was expensive, 120 bucks, But yeah. um, usually it's like 50 60 bucks. But they're not getting into the quail without some sort of special access or right. media credentials. And it was cool about the track, actually, which I think probably made the day, because I have friends that do Formula One or Indy, and um, they pay a lot of money to, like, just catch a hat, you know, as the guy's walking by right. type thing. But to be able to be beyond having access today, like, you could literally walk wherever you wanted. Like, there's a guy Anywhere. where, you know, he's got a tire off, you know, you can just stand over him. and You can stand on the tire. <laughs> you literally can just walk up and kick it, and he's looking at you like, what are you doing here? But uh, to be able to walk up and I mean these cars are just literally priceless race cars. Oh yeah, and these these rich these people they're out there truly enjoying them because some of these are literally one of one in the world and they're out there pushing them. And they're like, this is a famous car. Not only that, but this is a famous car that won Le Mans like the seventies, and it's right. you know here's some guy that's out here in you know race suit driving it at 150 mm -hmm. miles an hour around a turn, and you're thinking it's just it's just pretty amazing. Um, so to see, and to be honest with you, I, you know, I'm going to probably go a little bit off my normal pattern. What you're going to see when it comes back to cars that like the Ferraris, the older Ferraris, the vintage Ferraris that were at Le Mans today were probably my they favorite. Really good, right? Man, they sound amazing. Yeah. The curves on those cars. You think about how they made those back in the day. Like they didn't have giant presses and all that stuff. I mean, the cars are just beautiful. So. That was kind of the biggest take, even though there was some beautiful vintage, uh, you know, sure. Porsches and stuff there. But um, the Ferraris there were kind of took my breath away, to be honest with you, and the sounds and stuff. What about the Quail? Oh. You, you threw that question at me. If you had $2 million, which one of these yeah. cars you would take? I'm, uh, I mean, if I'm going to take something home, it's got to be uh, Gunther Works. Or it's got to be a Porsche. I mean, it, that's just me. But if I, you know, there was some, you know, the uh, Aston Martin uh, 177 that was there. That was the kind of car you don't see ever. And that was amazing. That it's a beautiful car. Um, some of the different color uh, Lamborghini uh, Countach. That, that blue one there. was cool. Yeah, I didn't, I've never seen that before. The Paganis, I just can never see myself driving one. I mean, it's an amazing car, but I would be so worried. It looks so fragile uh -huh. with all the exposed carbon. Like, I don't know where you would drive that, but... um. Yeah, I would say uh, the the rough uh, Porsche there that they had there was perfection. And the singer was a close second. That was at the Quail? At the Quail, yeah. I think for the racetrack, for me, it's 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 hard. Um, the CLK GTR is Classic. like a car. Yeah, that, that, that uh, Mercedes, the blue one. Um, for the Quail... I think that blue A12 Superfast, the blue oh, A12 Superfast with the black black wheels, the black Ferrari emblems all on it. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
that might have been. And there's other cars there I love, like that, like that, that Gordon Murray T50 was really cool. The T33 was super cool. Yeah. You know, the turbine cars. But I think, you know, that was probably my favorite car. Yeah, I guess I'm as I look back on, I guess I'm not a hyper car person with the new term now. I'm more of a understated speed, simple. You know, don't get me wrong. Well, you're so, old. Yeah, that's it too. I'm 48 not, years I old. I think I think those bigger fans are either they're younger people who are dreaming, been there, done that. Yeah. Or they're people who are bored with money and and, and have the ability, next. right? And have the ability to buy a one seater car that does 250 miles an hour, right. and you're getting the mail every day or something. Yeah, they're like, "What's next?" Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I totally, totally. So, but it was a great time. Um, the quail is just one of those things you have to experience. I mean, I'm gonna have. I'm going to go home tomorrow and I'm going to have people asking me, we got our little car week in Grand Rapids mm -hmm. next week. And I'm there going to be like, Oh, you went out to the quail. How was it? And it's like, I mean, you're going to tell them it's great. You no, know, here's what you tell them. You're like, you know, looking around here, none of this stuff excites me. You guys are all, it was, it was bad shit. before, but none of you motherfuckers, <laughs> nice shit. Everything you think is cool is shit. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's yeah. what you're going to be thinking. Like you think like, I will kick your door. There's levels to this stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, That's, it's like... There's levels to it. These know? people would not let you drive that to clean their, their garage. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of takeaways. But at the end of the day, I I appreciate... I want to say thank you for inviting me along, even if I was 7th or 8th choice. You got it. I'm just letting you know... I have 10 friends. ...that I will like, say yes to anything and be there within 24 hours. So I make it to the end of the list, man. Yeah. No, I was, I, I'm glad you came out. I know it'd be big for you. Yeah, I mean, we got to do something like that again. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great still, time, you know. I think we should and, do SEMA this year. I don't know. Yoshi and the guys want to go to SEMA. Um, I don't know. Well, I know man, that. I know, got I know the my boy spot. Stefan had a. <laughs> Stefan and um, he's got some rooms he can reserve. Yeah, he's the man. He's the book but, king. Dude, Stefan is quietly the man with everything. Oh, yes. And he's I got know. all the hookups. But uh, I know. Boy, thank you for I coming know. in the studio. We're going to wrap this up. Um, tomorrow we're going to go to the uh, the Clean Enough Cars and Caffeine event in the morning. Nice. And uh, then get you in the airport. Back to Michigan, home yep. of water. I want to thank Ray Honda and Wright Toyota, Augusta, Arizona, Four Wheel Online. Thanks, Dwayne, for reading that. Ad Spot, Cell Shop Wireless Services, which this conversation was brought to you by. And Westgate Exotic Cars and Rentals. Got a few photos for Westgate. Big Corvette guy, Mr. Drew Bunkley, out there this weekend. Uh, I also secured another interview with Adam Carolla. Yes. So a year ago, we did a 15 minutes. I approached him and I said, hey, Adam. It took me a while to approach him. He seemed yeah. kind of, he was kind of yeah, weird. Pretty, and he was in a weird zone this yeah, year. He's a pretty chill guy. Yeah, he's a pretty he's, chill guy. He, he was a little different than, he, than he's been in the past. But, um, you know, I pulled him aside and, hey, you know, you were on my show last year. And, you know, remember we called, I, Wes, we didn't call Wes this year, but I said, remember we called my buddy Wes Tangersley on FaceTime? He said, yeah, yeah, I remember. I said, yeah, we had a 15-minute call. He goes, yeah, I remember that. I go, okay, good, because You're getting back as on. we wrapped up the call, I said, I'd like to get you back All on. Right. Signing you And uh, you said, cool, you, are you still cool with that? He goes, yeah, totally, let's do it. Well, not, he, he was like, yeah, 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 we can do that. And he told me to reach out to Matt DeAndrea, which I text him once every blue moon, and I respond to his PMs, and it's just keeping up those relationships. Right. It's all about networking. You know, it's and so yeah, Adam, I'm I'm pleased to announce at least he's verbally committed to coming back on the show for a better him. conversation and hopefully a better connection. Because last time is he was driving from uh, point A to point B, but uh, make an interesting conversation. I want to thank Patreon business supporter Kuya Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida, who probably hasn't listened to this podcast in about six months. <laughs> Also, Pell Construction out of Caledonia, Michigan. What's Shut up, going Pell. on, Den, Dennis? Dennis. Dennis, he should be coming to the Valley soon, hopefully. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio as well as show Do swag. It. I'm wearing my own shirt now, which, by the way, I still have our Parking Podcast shirts. $25 goes Do to it. proceeds go to help local efforts in need, not me, other stuff. Um, makes a big difference. There's people who need wishes granted, and Jane D'Amelio is going to do that. I want to thank Mark Stoneman, Kath Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bojong, Alex Gamina, Alex 
Missed out, bro. But you thanks. missed out. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for giving up your seat on the uh, Joy Bus. And <laughs> Andrew Bunkley. So if you want to reach out to me, you can hit me up at, at uh, J Finning, J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G on Instagram. If I said that too fast, my name is on the show. Follow Dwayne Johnson, not The Rock, Jupiter Fish. It was Jupiter Fish. fish. Ran together, Jupiter Fish. Uh, or J Travels, J-H-A-E underscore Travels is my uh, other page. Make sure you join the Hard Parking Violations. Want to thank all the new Hard Parking Violators. The group is over 300 strong. It'd be nice if all three of you, 300 of you listen to the podcast. You don't. That's all right. And um, shout out to Pat. Shout out to Pat Bonderon. Maybe I can get her on the show. She'd love to do this show. Join I was, the YouTube. I was bragging about oh, you. Oh, by the way. Yeah. So, so Acura, um, they brought Amelia Hartford out. So she's Miss Amelia on Instagram. Super, very nice person. Super nice person. A little intimidating because she's so smart. She's very attractive. She builds cars. And um, I uh, I I look like a fool. Like I didn't want. I did. So she was doing these interviews fine. with Acura, and they're like, "Get out there!" And I go, "No." Get we out forced there. him I go, out. No, and I got kind of tricked. Remember, remember Super Friends? Yep. Uh, and they would always trick that guy into saying his name backwards. Mexiplex. That guy. Plexal skin. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, I, I skinned you. I got basically yeah. I got tricked into going out there and. She asked me these questions box. about the. You'll probably never see it because I sound like such a fucking goober. We couldn't hear you because we, we we saw you talking, but yeah, there but was the, no audio. The microphone was going into yeah, the zoom, uh, yeah. zoom H shake. So maybe you could have been saying maybe I get Miss Amelia on the show, which would be super freaking cool. Yeah. Also, I talked to Jeff. Yeah, he works for the Phoenix Police Department about coming on to the show, and he's down as well. I talked about that a few episodes Shout ago. Out police so. Department. Oh, yeah, we're gonna make this this happen. So, um. Remember, I can't grow without you telling the world how good the show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. And I'll talk to you all next week. Facts. Shut up!